Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me, I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! Martini, shaken, not The Force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble in the red corner. Standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Is the Eclectic Collective. We are live. <sighs> it's time for the Hello, Collective Family. Uh, welcome back. We're going to have uh, Star Wars Discussion. 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 Part Easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, we have a really interesting topic. The reason we want to add on to our Star Wars, something has been brought up. Uh, off camera uh, that we must discuss today. Uh, Josh, would you like to discuss what you have done this week? Um, well, in short, it took a pandemic to keep me at home and a surgery to put my butt on the couch. Uh, but I decided to go back in honor of May 4th, uh, go back and watch every Star Wars film in order, uh, in chronological order. That's how I did it, by the way. And I decided to go into it with zero distractions and basically uh, go into it, basically just trying to forget everything I knew about the stories, about the the scope, about everything, and try to look at it from a more of an objective point of view. And then basically put together, honestly, a different order to the movies that I love from uh, best to worst. And uh, it's going to spark some controversy, especially to some of those who claim to be the true Star Wars fans out there. So uh, I, I'm very interested to hear what people have to say. I see uh, smoke I'm, coming I'm, out of Micah's ears. I'm, actually, if I can be honest, bring it on. Not the first time a Sith had to take on the entire Jedi Order, so bring it on. So what, d d tell us the, the new order, because that's what's really going to start us off here. You know what's sad is I didn't even actually write it down. Uh, oh, it's okay. I have it written down right here, Josh. Oh, All right, Mike. Why, why don't you go ahead since I can already tell it's going to be you versus me today. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. I, I can tell you what my uh, top three are, but let's go ahead and let Mike do the countdown because, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a very hot topic, especially with the final two. I um, Well, I had it. That's way great. Get on the ball there, bro. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait to be prepared. Uh, no, here it is. So here professional. It is. So professional. <laughs> so I'm going to go from last to best. Okay. I'm going to go opposite. Now, hold on. But let me bring. Wait, wait. 
before you say anything, let me say this. Once it is out there, we're going to have a discussion slash debate, and we're not going to be screaming from the rooftops, even though that's what we're going to want to do. And you will not draw me in. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't make any problems. (laughs) I got no contract. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. His last is Attack of the Clones. Agreeable. Mm-hmm. The Phantom. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, you can't add anything yet. Oh, Just, my, my, I'm sorry. I'm, my, my apologies. Um, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Force Awakens. This is going from worst to last. Revenge of the Sith, Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars A New Hope, The Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, and The Last Jedi as first. Yes, I dig. I don't it. even know who you are. That's fine. <sighs> That's fine. So I, 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 we all have to. Know, yeah, we have to know like, why. Like, like what? Start, put, let's, you know, let's, can we start with why? How the Less Jedi became number one? Can we start there, please? Well, it. <laughs> I could speak volumes on this, but uh, since it has to be a shorter, you know, podcast and stuff, I, I don't want to bore people to death. But there's just everything about it mm-hmm. everything and i know this is like speaking blasphemy to star wars fans um but i feel like i'm in a a very unique position here first of all i'm not in any way going to claim i will never be able to be crowned as an original fan i was not born prior to 1977 i was not there when a new hope was released so therefore i will never get that title However, as a true 80s child, I can tell you that the effects of that movie and the two following it still were just as important in the 80s as they were at the end of the 70s. So, yes, I consider myself a true lifelong fan of Star Wars, of Star Wars. Just like many people, I waited for that prequel trilogy to come out. And when it finally came out in 1999, obviously, we were some of the first people in line we camped out for. We were so excited for it. But... When it comes to the newest trilogy, there is so much hate out there about this. And I think it is misplaced because of, first of all, no one likes change. And the Star Wars we grew up with is just one of those things that it's so near and dear to our hearts that some people will never, ever truly let it go of the good old days. And like everything else in this world, it has to evolve. And what they did with The Last Jedi, what Rian Johnson did, as I hope I said his name right. Ryan, Johnson. Ryan, thank Ryan, you. Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Um, what he did with that script and directing is something that he, he took a risk, a huge leap risk that so many people would never in a million years try because they knew it would split people down the middle. And the courage it took to actually do some of those things to fight off probably the biggest and strongest fan base in motion picture history just spoke volumes. And I can back up anything. I can argue any point to this, no matter what people throw at me on on why I think last Jedi is better than empire, but to do that, I have to break it down a little bit more. So would you like me to start? (laughs) Start (laughs) Well, first, all right, let's compare them first. There's no way you can possibly talk about one without the other. It's impossible. Let's let's talk about the similarities first. 
obvious. They're both the second movie in a trilogy. They're both, um, they both end on a grim note, if you really think about it. Which, if you go back to the oldest forms of the English text, they are both tragedies. Whereas Force Awakens and A New Hope are both comedies. Now, the way we use comedies and tragedies now is completely different. In the original text of comedies and tragedies, comedies end on a high note, which is why you have stories like the ancient or, or like uh, Dante's Inferno, the Divine Comedy. It's called the Divine Comedy, but he goes through the you know levels of hell to get to that hope at the end, which is what Force Awakens and A New Hope did. Both Empire and Last Jedi ended on a more solemn hope is almost out. Mm-hmm. But when you break, but you, you, okay, so you have those two that are the same. They both end on a grim note. They both deal with loss just in different ways. They both deal with the question of uh, parentage. They both deal with keeping hope alive despite overwhelming odds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then before you can talk about Last Jedi, you have to break down Empire Strikes Back a little bit more. Because Empire Strikes Back, no matter what, will always stand the test of time. Take away the technology at the time of how it was made, the cinematography, um, what they were, what was working against them. It will always stand the test of time because the Empire Strikes Back is that is connected to thousands, the almost millions of stories throughout our human history, and that is why it speaks to us so much. Um, examples of it, for those of you out there that don't know, I study uh, Joseph Campbell's um, book, The Man with a Thousand Faces, which talks about the hero's journey. Every story that has ever been written, regardless of what twists and turns, what spectacle they throw on it, follows the hero's journey, uh, a path that every hero must take. Okay, When it comes to Empire Strikes Back, you can connect that to ancient stories like, for example, um, uh, Oedipus Rex, for anybody that knows Oedipus Rex. And Oedipus Rex, Oedipus actually murdered his own father and married his mother, not actually knowing that they were his parents. Okay? You can tie that to Luke. Luke, like Oedipus, uh, has his own quest. Underlying, yes, he's trying to learn how to be a Jedi, but he also has a quest for vengeance. He wants to face the man who killed his father, Anakin, and his uh, mentor, Obi-Wan. But like Oedipus, he learns a terrible truth that completely, what we call in the ancients, unmasks his character. All right? A little trick we did in theater, ancient theater. Okay? Um, he learns a terrible truth that completely unmasks everything he knows. Also in Empire, he can be uh, closely, his story can be closely parallel to, I uh, Ane- uh, can never pronounce it right, Aeneas, who descended to Hades, to speak to the shade of his father. In Empire Strikes Back, he literally climbs down into a dark cave. Now it's a hallucination um, where he actually strikes down his own father in the hallucination Vader and basically discovers himself inside the mask. By the way, for any Star Wars fans out there, there's going to be a ton of spoilers on this, just letting y'all know. You know, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's been 40 something years. Shame on you. Um, but uh, the thing is that. I mean, God, I can speak volumes on this. You guys kind of left me with an open mic. That's a dangerous thing. <laughs> but the, what also stands the test of time with Empire Strikes Back, and this is something that every Star Wars fan knows, is that it has one of the best twists in all of motion picture history by revealing that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Okay? For anybody who did not know that, that was like everything's out the window right there. 
What? <laughs> exactly. That is brand new information. <laughs> um, but but also Empire Strikes Back, it has a stronger story than A New Hope did. It has more interwoven characters. It has a stronger foundation. A New Hope was basically starting from scratch, as everybody knows. It had a very basic storyline, which is why, personally, I compare A New Hope which is going to piss a lot of people off when I say this, I compare A New Hope to Phantom Menace a lot. Because if you really break it down, if you take away everything you love and hate about those movies, they are both very basic stories. And it is the stories which I have focused on the most in my argument here. If you go back and look, at it's not the acting. It's not the technological advances. It was the story and the characters. Put them side by side. There's not really a lot of depth in those stories okay it's not until you get to the second movie that you dig a little deeper okay but it's also if you notice when you get to the second movies of the prequel trilogy the original trilogy and the the new trilogy where you have the most debate because that right there is where you take the simplicity of what everyone loved about the first movies and then you got to make a statement you got to start breaking off Okay, in uh, Attack of the Clones, it was ah, the dark side versus the light side, love versus the Jedi Order, things like that. In Empire Strikes Back, it was pretty much the same thing, the dark side versus the light side. I mean, they, all these movies, every trilogy parallels each other, but at, over time, they have each evolved, if that makes sense. Okay, then it comes down to the movies I'm referring to, Empire Strikes Back versus The Last Jedi. Most people out there, you have, if you take a poll right now as to what is the greatest Star Wars film of all time, most people are going to tell you it's The Empire Strikes Back. But there's so much more about The Empire Strikes Back that people have been able to hold on to for a longer period of time. And that is why it'll never drop off of any of these lists. The reason why I believe Last Jedi is better than The Empire Strikes Back is because it took it did something that no other film has ever done. Force Awakens, pretty much, if you really think about the whole storyline, mirrored A New Hope. It brought in these characters, it brought in fun, it brought in laughter. The Last Jedi brought in the serious side of things. It took everything we know about the Force, it took everything we know about Star Wars, and it took it in a whole different direction, while also still paying homage to what we know and love about Star Wars. Now, this is where people are going to start disagreeing. People are going to say, no, they're just changing everything. That's fine. That's a, that's a very valid opinion. But if there's one thing we have learned throughout the entire Star Wars universe is that we don't know everything and we never will know everything. Star Wars, like the Force, like the stories we write every day and the movies we see constantly evolve, if that makes sense. Even the Jedi at the height of their power, did not know everything and allowed a Sith Lord to infiltrate and take over a whole republic. So there are so many avenues you can take with this. Now, if you want to break it down more, I can. I, I've got evidence to back it up and everything. But I, I want to stop for a second and see what some of you say before I go into that, because I could do this all day. <laughs> uh, I'm sold. <laughs> I haven't even given you evidence yet. I like it. Yeah. Like I never uh, thought of, I never thought of it that that deep before. When you think of like the the story being told, and like uh, like when you compared it to some like uh, the like 
past like Greek tragedies and stuff like that, when you think of it on a deeper level, like, cause like when I'm watching movies, I'm so simple minded, like you're trained. So it's like, you know, but it's, you, you can see it deeper than I can. If I can though, it's, I wouldn't call it that you're simple minded. Star Wars means something different for everyone. That's the beautiful thing about Star Wars. And as stories in general, not everyone's going to like a story. Not everyone's going to hate a story. You take from stories what matters to you most, and it echoes throughout eternity. For some people, Star Wars really is lightsabers and aliens and ships and spectacles and all that. That's what they, that's what they take from it. That's what they need. For others, they see it as parallels. I mean, going all the way back to the original, A New Hope, the very moment that uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 tried to come into the Katana. Uh, what was it? The, uh, Cantina. Cantina. Thank you, Cantina. I want to say Katana. Katina. The moment they say, we don't serve your kind here. I mean, that could have been something very simple as something in a script saying, we don't serve your droids. Or maybe, we don't know inside George Lucas's mind, maybe he was trying to say that was a parallel symbolism to racism. Yeah. Who, how do we know? You can connect this in so many different ways. How many times did you hear and you read it in history? We don't serve your kind here. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. There's so many ways you can look at it. And of course, you can read volumes about how you can connect Star Wars to mythology, legends. But once again, all of that comes back down to story. And it is the story that keeps bringing people back, not the spectacles, even though it's fun. We love dressing up. We love our lightsabers and stuff. But think about it. What is it that you take from it? If so, that makes sense. So um, but, I want to. I want you to elaborate. So I'm still, I'm not, I'm still not buying it. I, I, I don't disagree yeah. with anything you said with, with the Jim. connections. Okay. I don't mm -hmm. disagree with all the stuff that you said makes sense, but I'm looking at it from an execution standpoint. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, I see your, your parallels all makes total sense. But when I look at those stories, I feel that the execution was so much higher on empire strikes back. Than the last Jedi, but you're saying that's yeah. not the case. Okay. Um, well, there's multiple ways you can look at it. First of all, you have to understand when Empire came out, we were all in a more receptive state in our lives. We weren't as jaded with a lot of the things that we believe in and don't believe in now. First of all, you got to understand with Star Wars, for anybody that knows, you got to suspend some disbelief. I mean, these are, yeah. it's technically it's a, a long movie. time ago. Yeah. In a galaxy far away with things that, technology we'll never see in our lifetime but i mean i was trying to go somewhere with that i went blank mid-sentence i hate when i do that uh, <laughs> go ahead, you're fine. ask your question again sorry i'm like really in my head this so time. so no, execution. The, it's, oh, execution i'm looking at it from an execution standpoint and my belief okay. i totally get what you're saying from a storytelling perspective and yeah. i see the parallels i'm looking at it i believe that esb executed on a much much higher level Okay. Return of the Jedi. Uh, all right. Going back to what I was saying, then. Thank you for putting me on track. Um, at a younger age, we're more receptive to some of the things that are, you know, presented to us. Stories, uh, spectacle, all that stuff. I keep using spectacle. I wish I could think of a different word. But there are things we're more receptive to at a younger age. So at a young age, we were all exposed to Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and just everything about it is at the core of, let's face it, a lot of our nerdisms. Um, and the things we branched out from comics, motion pictures, books, you know, whatever. <sighs> With The Last Jedi, we have a harder time accepting 
things because A, we're older. B, we are 100% Star Wars or bust. And it's like you you screw with that. You screw with something at the core of a lot of things we believe in and a lot of things we show up for. It's going to mess with the status quo. When it comes to your question on execution, Empire versus The Last Jedi, um, there, in my humble opinion, I can break it down to I think Last Jedi has a better overall execution in regards to the technical aspects, which, to be honest, you really can't. It's re, you, it's really unfair to compare and contrast Empire and Last Jedi out of the technical aspects. Basically, you have to throw uh, visual effects and cinematography out the window, even though, let's face it, Empire Strikes Back was laying down the groundwork and breaking cinematic barriers by doing that kind of thing and bringing in new characters. What Last Jedi did was they took that. They took all the groundwork that had been laid down, the foundation of Star Wars, and then they expanded it to a new audience. Everything about The Last Jedi is is all about passing the torch. Mm-hmm. And it's in the most subtle ways. It, it's, it's in the most subtle ways in some of the quotes that are said that how you pass the torch matters. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, Kylo Ren saying things like, um, forget the past, kill it if you must. For some people, that's the only way they're ever going to move on. That could be a metaphor for Star Wars. You got to let go of the past. That past is done. It had its time. It's time to move on with what we know or think we know and expand on that. For others, it's uh, you cannot let go of the old ways in order to move on. For example, Yoda making an appearance in Last Jedi with Luke, who is the reluctant age hero, which how many Luke is another one. How many people on this podcast or in general has always said, you know what? This world is going to hell in a handbasket. That's the older generation saying, man, we don't know what to do about this new generation. We don't know what to do. It's like, what do we do next? Luke is the epitome of that. Luke represents so his character arc and story arc is so big, but I keep, I keep going on going back to the uh, execution, technical aspects. You can't compare them. That's unfair. You have the groundwork for empire strikes back, laying down cinematic foundations and then p- movies like Last Jedi making the most visual, stunning things you will see. Like, for example, uh, Admiral Holdor, H- Holdor, I can never say her name right, Holdor, taking that ship and doing light speed across all those Death Stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. That You have never seen that coming. Oh, Some people are like, oh, that would never happen. Why not? Why not? Where in the cosmic universe of Star Wars does it say that is not possible? And if you reference books and if you reference comic books, I'm going to fight you on that. Okay. Because I'm talking about the movies and I'm talking about no fan fiction when it comes to another uh, execution, choreography. One of the things most people love to see more than anything are the lightsaber duels. And let's face it, the most epic duel, I don't care how much special effects you put into it. Everyone's like, oh, I love seeing uh, Yoda versus the Emperor or uh, Obi-Wan versus Anakin. No, no. Everyone knows the best duel, at least in my opinion. The best duel will always be Luke versus Vader in Empire Strikes Back, hands down, because there was so much writing on it. There was so much. There was, If you really look at the grand scheme of it, that was the pivotal battle in the movie. Everything else was kind of flash. Everyone else was trying to escape or uh, uh, save Han Solo. But in The Last Jedi, the choreography and the fight sequences were on point. 
with so many other things going on. And yet it was still just as pivotal if you think about it. And, and it all came back down to the struggle once again of the characters, um, which brings me to the biggest execution of all the story, the characters and the acting. What Ryan Johnson did, basically, like I said before, took everything we know of Star Wars and did something we never expected, which is take risk while preserving what we love about Star Wars. Did it change? Yes. Did it bother some people? Yes. But I think that's also where people can't let it go. Some people cannot let go of something so foundational without it changing. You see it everywhere we go in the real world. Politics, belief systems, wars, all these things. Okay? Um and like I said before, if there's one thing we've learned about Star Wars that we don't know everything and we never will, okay? Break it down even further. The concept of hope. The concept of hope, which is, if you really think about it, the foundation of all Star Wars mediums. It's all about hope. It started with a new hope. It will finish with hope. At the end of Empire, we lose Solo. Okay, that's terrible. He's like a pivotal character. We all love him. The, at the end of the movie, we're going to get him. But the rebels still have their fleet. They still have their weapons. And yes, they still have hope that they can do this. Is it upsetting that Solo is gone? And do we need him? Absolutely. But it can still go on. At the end of Last Jedi, all that was left was a small band on one ship. The Millennium Falcon racing off into space, hoping to reach a base where they could start again. And which, of course, was echoed in Rise of Skywalker. But going back to the execution and also the everything else last Jedi is all about passing the torch and that's where it had to happen somewhere it had to happen somewhere in the star wars universe to pass the torch from the old generation to the new and because of that that's where a lot of people felt like the wheels fell off the wagon um going back to the acting in my opinion this was mark hamill's best luke skywalker ever and I love Luke Skywalker in the previous movies. Mm -hmm. We see him going, okay, backing up. He went from a little whiny kid, kind of like how his father was at the end of uh, episode three. But his acting in Last Jedi, in my opinion, was spot on. You felt the struggle with him constantly. Anybody who has ever felt the struggle of letting people down that you care about most felt that and the turmoil he dealt with. And also, you can't negate the acting of some of the main characters of the new characters like Ray. There's no possible way anybody is going to convince me that her acting wasn't spot on. And the things she had to go through, I mean, I'm sorry, Daisy Ridley's acting was spot on, but the character of Ray went through some fundamental things that many of us can just, we can relate to in so many ways that in some ways I feel like empire Regular ones over here. did not hit on Easy. if that makes sense. Easy. So, like, for Empire, here's an example, and I know I'm rambling here, but Empire, Empire Strikes Back, or just the prequel trilogy in general, Luke and Leia are both orphans, okay? They're both orphans who were raised by people who love them, who were surrounded by love, and they proved that just because you come from an evil person, a.k.a. Vader, does not mean you will follow the same steps. Will you be curious about it? Yes. Will you dab a little bit on that dark side of yourself to figure out who their parent was? Yes. Ray was all alone. And the other struggle is she had to learn how to, she had to learn how to basically be self-sufficient. And also Luke and Leia 
don't remember their parents. The only thing we ever hear about their parents from them is that small conversation in Return of the Jedi where Leia says, it's mostly images, uh, feelings that I have of my mother. I know she was sad and beautiful. Ray actually remembers seeing her parents leaving her, which in her mind could spark betrayal, a very dark-sided thing. And even with that, she connects to people like Luke and Leia, Finn, BB-8, and even Han Solo, all of which at the point of Force Awakens became what I call lost souls, trying to figure out things. Luke and Leia are probably the closest to what they are, or what she is because she is an orphan, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So she is. So she basically naturally leaned toward them, which in essence became her mother father figure. All right. BB 8 and Finn were both people looking for help. She could have been that person who said no. And even in Force Awakens, she actually backed up and said to BB 8 at first, no, no, the city's that or the town's that way. Go that way. Don't follow me. That's the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell, the reluctant. The reluctant hero trying to, you know, stay away from the special world, basically. But she ends up helping them, not because she's drawn to it, not because she's raised by people who love her, but because she is naturally good, despite where she comes from. And in Last Jedi, you see that struggle so deep. And it even comes down to the quotes that are said in the movie. I mean, I, I could even break down the execution and into the quotes that were said in both movies. Um, when it comes to Empire Strikes Back, I mean, the top quotes you'll ever hear that echo throughout the whole Star Wars universe, Yoda, size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Okay, we can all relate to that. Probably the most iconic, one of the most iconic quotes that we all love, the force is strong with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. Everyone knows that. <laughs> and you so can't funny. even say it. I think, I think one of the most uh, memorable ones is uh, I love you. I know because I showed how big of a dick Han Solo was. Well, true, true. But, I, <laughs> but, but you know me, I'm going on a deeper level. I mean, some of the uh, biggest Star Wars fans will even find the little ones that was not these big epic quotes with music behind it. Like just with Yoda, Sorry. the camera, adventure, heh, excitement, heh, a Jedi craves not these things. That was echoed throughout the prequel trilogy. Probably the two most famous ones of all from Empire are do or do not. There is no try. And of course, no, I am your father. Once again, these are big quotes. You only need three quotes from Last Jedi to combat all that. Only three. And that alone will tell you just how far Last Jedi has come compared to Empire Strikes Back. Number one, we are the spark that will light the fire that will burn the First Order down. You take first order out of that, and that could be put to any rebellion, anything in the world, no matter how big or small. Number two, which is something we all struggle with at the core of our of our center. I need someone to show me my place in all of this. Ray says that the pivotal protagonist says something that we have all struggled with. What is my place in this world? What am I supposed to do? Why am I here? And then. The most underrated quote, in my opinion, by a character that many trolls out there wanted to just dog on was from Rose. That's how we're going to win. Not fighting what we hate, saving what we love. Yeah. I mean, break it down to the dialogue. And in my opinion, that is better than Empire Strikes Back. But once again, Empire Strikes Back was laying on all the uh, founding groundwork for everything that we have built upon. It's like Rome. You have the ancient pillars and you build a city. Last Jedi took it to a whole new generation 
not only evolutionizing the way it was done, revolutionizing the way it was done, but also bringing in a new generation. Regardless of your take on it, it has evolved into something. And to me, because it took the risk, because it took all these elements and put it together in a story with a lot more organic humor in it, you had a lot more humor that wasn't just a line. Oh, that's funny. No, no, no. It was a buildup of humor, a buildup of uh, struggle. It is the better overall movie. Okay, so hold on. Well, before you continue, because I'm in absolute awe, and like I, I think I could listen to a whole book of this explanation. Because I, I now that because I'm like truly convinced now, I want to go over to Jim and Mike. I'm not either. Hold on. That's okay. All right, my computer restarted itself. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I want to go over to Jim and Micah because and Brian because they're the ones that are. So I think me and Ryan, Ryan, would mm-hmm. you say that we're? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like I'm in like I, I don't I'm even in, know. I'm in awe. I loved it. I can listen to that for a while, and that's <laughs> hard for me to agree with Josh. <laughs> uh, so let's go over to Jim, Micah, and Brian, and let let's. Let, I want to ask you guys. What makes Empire specifically better than Last Jedi? Let's see the other side of this. We will return to your scheduled programming shortly, or we are currently experiencing technical difficulties. All right, we're back to normal. All right, so whoever's next, please continue. I I was just going to say... For the Leia part, like I didn't feel like I needed any background because I already knew. Because, like you know, the quote, uh, uh, "That boy is our last hope," and Yoda goes like, "No, there is another." Obviously, we know Leia has the Force because Yoda felt it right then and there. But yeah, but she didn't have training. Let let him him finish. I don't need anything else, though. I yeah, she's got training, but that didn't when she used the Force. Then she's an old lady. Obviously, it, it's at some point she had training, that. so I didn't need that much in Last Jedi for her to use it to be like, "Oh my God, how did she learn the Force?" Obviously, within all her years, she's an old lady; she's learned it. So I didn't feel like I needed that much background, but getting it in Rise of Skywalker, I was like, "Oh, sweet! All right, so she had proper Jedi training <laughs> from himself." So I was like, I didn't need that much. Yeah, but and, that, and that's an assumption, what? though. That you're making an yeah. assumption. She had proper right. Jedi training. Hold we on. don't know what she got. But what movie did you get that from? What movie? What are you talking about? What movie did you get that quote from? Return the uh, Return the Jedi. Said. No, Empire. It was Empire. Empire. Yeah, was it Empire? Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's another reason yeah. why Empire's better. So yes. No, I covered that way back. You can't say a quote that makes well, another movie better than the other. Well, that's what Josh just said. Yeah. He said three no, quotes make not. it way. Yeah, you did. Yes, yes you did. did. Yeah, he did. You no, did. He said you did. You said and you can also, take those three quotes and it would be better. He just hold on. Like an let's hour not, let's not make this. Line. Let's not make this out of control because this is where it's about to go. I can feel it right here in my heart. Okay. We don't need to destroy the world. No, if you're saying that quote, Josh, it's just the quotes, and you weren't listening to what he was saying. <laughs> oh, I listened. Yeah, to he, he said there was three quotes that made it better than the uh, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. No, there was three Over all the other quotes in Empire Strikes Back. Okay, not three the from Last Jedi 
was better than all of the quotes in Empire Strikes Back. That's not what he said, man. That's not what he said. That is exactly what he said. The character development. Okay, nobody turn your cameras off. Hey, guys. Oh, my gosh. Y'all are right here. Quotes. Uh, exactly, because that's what he just said. That's but, not what he said. All right, let's go hey back guys. to Josh. Josh, re- reiterate your point to the quotes, please. The, the, first of all, I love everybody's talking about me. I'm, I'm, I'm here, guys. Hi, how you doing? Not all uh, about you, Josh. <laughs> no, what I was saying, the quotes were basically a little icing on the cake of what I was saying. The quotes, the writing of the quotes, to me, echo out a lot further it just hasn't had the time to reach as many people yet as empire has because empires had so many years to do it as regards to the empire strikes back quotes i'm not saying three quotes outdo all the other quotes i would never do that 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 that's completely unfair that's like taking a, someone's argument and taking one sentence out of context and blasting it all over the internet saying this is why i would never say something like that i'm saying that there are quotes in last jedi that proves hands down that it has taken everything that we know about Star Wars and expanded it and made it echo even further out into future generations. That's what I was saying. Go, Micah, go, like, I want to hear specifics about what... Well, one... About Empire. He, he, he's, he's... Okay, I'm trying to do this in the nicest way possible. (laughs) Or Brian. Um, Okay, let's go to duels. You were saying duels... Empire Strikes Back, Last Jedi. Technically, Last Jedi had no duels. Last Jedi had a fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ray, Ray, and Kylo never. I said dueled. choreography. No, you said duel because you said the best duel right, was an Empire. Let's just not, let's not argue semantics. Let's just look. Yeah. Look, he. Uh, let's just, let's just go. He's he, he's kind of choreography of, of the battle. Okay, let's just go with that. Okay, choreography of the battle. Um, I mean, two, you have two separate times. Of course we have the eighties and then we have now we have choreography. I'm, I'm trying to do this and be nice <laughs> and not, be, and not start another argument. your feelings, you know, no, because anything I'm going to say or that we're going to say is going to start an argument. Go for it. You have um, the floor. Because, None because, of us because, because you, okay. So you took. All these mo- all the other movies and and went down a hero's journey and explained how you know this is like this and this is like that and this is like this. That's every movie. Every movie has a start from something that's from the from the past. Like the Odyssey is a new hope, the hero's journey. I mean, uh Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, they're all in that, they're all lumped into that. So you could you kind of have to take that aspect of star wars and it's really hard to say okay because of this that's why this one's better and this one's not because it's all a hero's journey poe has a hero's journey luke has a hero's journey anakin at one point had a hero's journey they all in and in the stories yes it goes back to what why we say that empire is better than last jedi is all an execution and nowhere okay. in Empire Strikes Back am I watching the film and I don't think, okay, this scene was not executed correctly mm-hmm. it, with the story that they're going with right now. I can say that. unless now, now, hold on. I like Last Jedi. There are things about Last Jedi that I love. Like, I agree with you with Luke. 
I disagree with Jim. I think that, and Brian, I think that Mark Hamill did an excellent job at Luke. I think the way he portrayed Luke was perfect. I think when he took the lightsaber and he threw it behind him, I actually love that. That's the one part of Last Jedi that I love. I like that. Everything, everything that does with Luke, but in that movie, the way that they executed, like, there's a lot of dead time in that movie that you're watching and they're just on a spaceship mm-hmm. having it, or they're in a, a casino in this. Okay. So what, what let's just say the casino, what good did the casino part do for the story? That's the, you're basically trying to compare that to uh, what did the pod race have to do for Phantom Menace? Yeah, but we're not talking about Phantom Menace. We're talking about Empire Strikes Back and the last Jedi. We're not talking yeah. about Phantom Menace. The concept of the, Casino was basically showing that there is more to this than just good versus evil, good guys versus bad guys. There are people that actually profit from both sides. There is a whole nother level to this universe that we have never talked about before. There's we we already level. knew that from Lando. Hold on, hold Jabba on. The hut. Let me finish. We did get Jabba the Hut, but I, you asked me about Last Jedi, so that's what I'm going with. I know. With The Last Jedi, we got to see another whole level of things. Yes, we saw Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi and parts of A New Hope and seeing the things he did to uh, Tatooine. But you also got to see that in The Last Jedi, we see a whole nother level more than just a gangster running basically his own little uh, empire on a planet. No, you see the corruption of the people who are funding both sides of this war that has raged on for generations you are seeing slavery you are seeing uh child labor you are seeing things that mirror the world we live in now and because of that makes it even more powerful and more relatable and that is why even though some people hated the ending of the last jedi where that everyone put your hand up where that boy reaches for the uh uh, broomstick and it comes to him and it made it look like anybody could be a Jedi. I don't think that's what they were trying to say. I think they were trying to say that it is all built on hope. It, at the end of The Last Jedi, they spoke over and over and over about how all you need is a small group of people. The last thing Leia says in The Last Jedi is, we have everything we need right here. A small group of people on a ship just like that quote that echoes throughout everything we do. Never doubt that a small amount of people can change the world because that's all who ever had. Yeah, I, now, I got that when the they casinos, blew up the Death Star. As far as the casinos, it showed a much deeper level to things that had never that they touched on in previous films, but they went into great more depth and they got a chance to show actually a lot more avenues we can take with this now. So in far, as far as that goes. Yes, I think the casino scene needed to be in that. And I actually read a review once where someone said the casino scene was way too long, blah, blah, blah. It was shorter than the pod race, which is one race about getting people off of a planet. So I think because of the way they did the casino thing, they packed in a lot more story into the running time of a movie than any of the other movies did. So, and that's what, and and go ahead. One more thing. Um, before we go to the next person, I just want to say, Micah, you're kind of like me. Once you get started, you kind of get in your head and you kind of talk yourself into a circle. I'm just because I know this well, about you. I'm not. I'm not no, no, no. What I'm saying, that wasn't a dig. What I'm saying was you started off this about the choreography and the duels, but then you kind of went 
off a little bit. And I was just curious what you were going to say about that, if that makes sense. Go ahead, Ryan. So Ryan had an interesting to point. me, without the casino and Josh, I totally agree. Without the casino scene in The Last Jedi, I don't think you have Finn's character growth. I agree. Um, I think that his whole arc uh, is about learning to care for a larger cause. Mm-hmm. And I think if DJ that yeah dj doesn't betray him he doesn't learn his lesson um i think that's the capstone to his growth over these last two movies that is my opinion with the casino no i i i I can see that but to me i didn't get that from the casino scene i got that from the when he was going to sacrifice himself in the battle when he was going towards the death star thing and that's when he realized and then he gets saved by rose and that's when he goes okay it's it's a bigger picture. It's not about but, me against an empire. But, against but you don't the get there without the casino and all that. So yeah, I think his whole arc, you know, like I said through the movie, is about learning to care. DJ and Rose are pretty much, to me, pretty much the devil and the angel on his shoulders, luring him towards selfishness or yeah. uh, selflessness. Yeah. So my problem, my problem is. Uh, the Canto Bite, the whole no, keep talking. Up. Put your hand down. The whole Canto Bite thing. Um, I get what you're saying with the substance and the story and what was supposed to be there. And we, we, we. I can see where that can add value to the story. Again, I go back to execution. To me, that whole that whole segment was boring because it, I think it could have been written just a little bit better, and I think it could have been executed better, and I think it could have been shorter. I think we could have gotten in what we needed in less time and not taken up. And I go back when I, while we're comparing, we're just talking about the comparison of two movies literally right now. You keep bringing in other movies, but I'm literally looking at just Rise of Skywalker and Empire Strikes Back right now for this particular last, 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 last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back um, for this comparison. I don't have that. I don't have that Canto Bite moment in Empire Strikes Back. When I go back and watch Empire, from beginning to end, I'm in awe of the entire thing. And with this movie, I'm like, yeah, that, you know, I don't hate it. I love it. Right. But that could have been a little bit better. That could have been a little bit shorter. Yeah, I, I get what you're trying to do there, but maybe that was not, we could have, that could have changed a little bit. Like if, if they, you take the whole casino part out, they land, they get captured, they meet DJ. If you take that whole casino part out, the story still moves along. No, it doesn't, because in Last Jedi, everything's on a clock. And without that clock and without <laughs> yes. each, each detail with that clock, you can't take out Canto Bite because there was a purpose to going to Canto no, Bite. No, no, I don't mean I like... Can't. I go back to execution. I don't mean like taking... I'm talking about they're going to Canto Bite, they land, they get captured immediately, they get thrown in jail, they meet DJ, and, and then everything still happens after that. The 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 whole scene with showing the casino, to me, you could have All taken right. the whole scene out, and it's the story still would have moved forward. I'll, I'll say this, and then I because I'm I'm on the fence. I'm like right here, so I'm like on this side and this side. So I'm gonna say this. I think I think Empire uh, doesn't reach every generation, and I think Last Jedi reaches every generation because there's all the uh, there's all these uh, like subliminal messaging uh, messaging that reaches uh, a bigger political standpoint to uh, lots of different situations and can reach a bigger audience. 
there are people, not my child. My child loves Empire. He loves the original trilogy. You know, he's but he's one of a kind, man. There's a lot of kids out there that watch the original trilogy, and the original trilogy uh, has a lot more dialogue. So, you know, with a lot more dialogue from the past, you know, can be boring to, you know, to a lot of kids. And that's why it doesn't grab a bigger audience than like Last Jedi, where everything is action and like, like, like a medium balance of action and dialogue. So I think like, I think like Last Jedi just reaches a bigger audience, whether it pisses them off or it gains more fans then Empire Strikes Back because we grew up with that because we had nothing else. And when kids like or today are being introduced to that, they can go back and watch that and be like, that just wasn't as exciting as watching the new trilogy because Ryan, you're muted, by the way. On purpose. Like, that's like my standpoint on it. Like I see I see well, and that's we got, what we makes, got about 10 minutes. So let's get some closing <laughs> that, thoughts. That's what that that's what makes Star Wars generational. That's the one thing that's the, the that I think is the best thing about Star Wars is it's each one is for each is for a generation. Like a new hope, I hate to say it, we weren't alive during that, you know, the beginning of that tri- of the first trilogy. I was. The original trilogy. I was alive. Well, you were Jim, but, <laughs> but you're old so. Like mine is the the prequel trilogy. I was able to go see all three of those in theater. So that's my trilogy. Star Wars is generational. And I agree with you on that. Some generations will will only like this one and some will only like that one or some will like them as a whole. But again, why I think that empire is better than last Jedi, like last Jedi is again, I have to agree with Jim is execution. Josh, Jim, Brian, Ryan, closing thoughts. Uh, if I may, I've had my hand up for a little while. Go ahead, man. Before the closing thoughts, let me back up one thing because I never got a chance to retort. Um, and going back to the, uh, was it Canto Bite? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think that needed to be put on there for a couple of reasons. One, we needed to understand more about the character of Rose. We needed to know more about her backstory and why she is so passionate, especially a brand new character in a big universe where, hey, we're just going to introduce this person. And we can't just introduce someone and say this is her meaning. No, no, we need backstory. We're in a we're in a age of we're in an age of storytelling where we need to know more. We're in an informational world. Okay, with that, with the character of Rose, I jotted down some notes while y'all were talking. The reason why we needed that character and that backstory and Canto Bite is because Rose represents an ancient character from the ancient Greeks called the Everyman. The Everyman is the person that asks the questions that we would normally ask if we were in those stories. This is the person that says the things that the audience is thinking. Oh my goodness. Is that I can't not believe supposed this to be is- Finn? Well, Finn started off that way but finn and rose together kind of show that finn is walking his own hero's journey and that's something a lot of people forget with the news with many of the star wars films multiple characters are walking their own hero's journey and that's what makes them so compelling is that they interweave and you know are on top of each other where it comes to the story arc of it i feel like the last jedi did a better deal of that because you actually felt for more characters and you weren't just stuck on certain characters the whole time they brought in so many more 
So when it came to the storytelling of Empire versus Last Jedi, Empire is a wonderful story, and I will never, ever disagree with that. That's why it is number two on my list. But when it comes to the actual detail of storytelling, Empire has a much more simplistic style than Last Jedi does, and that's how it worked. Empire Strikes Back had a much Hang on, had a much more simplified story with a huge twist in it that added more <gasps> what the H to it. And that's why it will stand the test of time. Last Jedi did the reversal of that. It gave a lot more detail and actually did the reverse of who is Ray's parents. Well, uh, before Rise of Skywalker, we said she came from no one. Her parents were nobody. And in essence, they were. So in other words, they kind of mirrored Empire in that way. Now, going to what you guys were just saying. When it came to the uh, generational thing, yes, Star Wars is going to be around as long as someone out there has the courage to take on the fan base and write it. But to keep it alive, you're going to have to keep it. It's going to have to keep evolving. It's going to have to keep taking risk. That's what started this whole process in the first place. How many people told that. George Lucas? I don't disagree with that either. Yeah. How many people? Well, I, I'm getting to my main point. How many people told George Lucas, you're an idiot for trying to make these movies? Heck, even Absolutely. the actors laughed at him. And look what he did. Once again, that little spark of hope. Where it comes to the generational thing is, I feel like we have an oppor a unique opportunity here that a lot of people are overlooking. When the original movie came out, that was like it. For those 70s children... That was it, man. That was like, oh, my God, we just stumbled onto something. We don't even know how big it is. As 80s children, most of us, 80s children, we're – I like to go back to that little article I read that we were – we're considered the Oregon Trail generation. We're the – we're old enough to remember the analog days, but tech-savvy and young enough to be tech-savvy with millennials going forward and all the other generations with technology. Because of that, I feel like we have the unique ability to see these stories in a completely different way. We are the only generation that can actually touch on all of these and will still see what comes in the future where some of the originals will pass on. So I think because of that, we can appreciate and see things in a much more detailed way with, uh, with these stories. And that's why I will continue to say that the new trilogy is completely underrated. Now, Force Awakens, I will say pretty much mirrored a new hope but last jedi set the new tone because some people are saying like for just for example right now mandalorian all hell mandalorian guys it's a wonderful show and i will enjoy it but there are some moments there's some writing in that, that i'm sorry it's just terrible and i and i, and I might be wow. fixed people are going to say wow. from that. wow but, but I'm I'm just telling you, there are some moments in there that I completely say, okay, this is this is geared a lot more toward kids. This is geared a lot more toward the old fans. This is geared. They're trying to find their audience base, which is what I think Last Jedi was finally saying. We're not trying to find ours anymore. This is who we're gonna be. And then they go and make Rise of Skywalker, which I love, and they kind of picked up the uh, the torch on that and ran with it. But they also went back. And corrected to pacify some of the older fans, which by that point you have lost a lot of the older fans. It said Disney yeah. ruined Star Wars, blah, blah. It'll never be what it used to be. You're right. It never will be. And that's what people have got to take away from this. Last Jedi broke every barrier that we needed to make this move forward. All right. Let me, okay. Jim, let me, let me, Jim. I'm just going to give you my final thoughts. My final thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So when I go into ranking movies in general, just in, just as a general rule, um, I go into them looking at the, if the entire movie by itself, okay, <laughs> and how it executed everything, how it executed the acting, how the how the choreography, cinematography, uh, how the uh, the the dialogue, how everything is delivered, and how everything as a whole is executed by itself. And then I kind of you know, I don't I don't have a rating system, but in my mind's eye, I've got mm-hmm. kind of a, an idea of where that movie yeah. would fall after after the end of that one movie. And then when I look at something like the Skywalker saga. Um, when I start to rank these in the order that I, you know, that I appreciate them, because let me just let everybody clear. I love them all. I, the Skywalker oh, cycle. Yeah. I love it. I will sit down and watch every one of them from beginning to end in order. Uh, and I love it. And I will do it any time. But I, when I go back and look at it, just looking at these two movies, uh, when I watch Empire Strikes Back, I have absolutely no moment in that movie where I'm like, that could have been just a little bit better. That might that could have been a little bit shorter. Yeah. Maybe that mm, I see what you were trying to do there, but I don't think you kind of got it right. I don't have that moment. Like, I don't have that no. moment at all. Josh, you've had yours. You, you've had, you've your, had your moment, Josh. I'm agreeing. I, but but <laughs> when I get to when I get to the Rise of Skywalker or not Rise of Skywalker, but uh, Return of the uh, Last Jedi. Jedi, when I get to it, I, I've got quite a few of those moments. I still appreciate it. And I'm really thankful for the rise of Skywalker, which made me appreciate it even more because it gave me a little bit more context that I needed to appreciate that movie. But at the end of the day, I just don't think that as a whole that they all yeah. executed. And I'm, and I'm sorry, I really don't think Mark Hamill executed at a high level that movie. Now, what you, you brought up, the whole flipping of the, the lightsaber. I love that part. And I don't. He didn't have to act that part. He just had to throw a lightsaber. I thought that was writing. That was writing, and that was that writing was executed well. I'm talking about his acting as a whole. I, I felt like he phoned it in. Uh, for when you take the whole movie into context, I think he phoned it in, and that's where I'll leave it. Ryan or Brian? Brian, go ahead. Okay. Um, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie. Um, Last Jedi is my least favorite out of the entire series. Very end. Last. <laughs> Nothing. I don't care what you've said. You've tried. Can't convince me different. To me, what happened was this movie came out. He tried to do something different. They went back and was like, that sucked. Let's go back with J.J. Abrams. He fixed it. That's it. I, I think there's things that were go ahead Ron. empire will always be my favorite just because that was the first one that i ever watched but last jedi is my favorite out of the newer trilogies so i'm right up there with you josh uh love ryan johnson and what he did uh i will agree a hundred percent i thought mark hamill's acting was 12 times better than the older series so I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, Empire is my favorite, but Last Jedi is my number three. So I'm I'm I, I'm just in awe of what you said. So I'm going to leave it right there. All right. So uh, as we go out, let's all go down the line. 
And I'm going to go last. Let's all say our favorite Star Wars movie, just to, for clarification for everyone out there. Jim, yeah. let's start with you. Let's go backwards. Jim, Josh, Ryan, Micah, Brian, and then me. Empire Strikes Back. Number one. Last Jedi. Ryan? Empire. Um, Empire. Empire. Uh, mine will be Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm learning a real No, it's Jay and Silent Bob Strike by it. Back, man. <laughs> no, it's Jay and no, Silent Bob. I'd, I'd have to. I'll, I'm, I'm going to go with them. I'm, I'm not going to give an explanation why because we already had a long conversation, but I would. I will still. Uh, I would still say Jedi. Uh, not Jedi. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, but mine's mine's <laughs> nostalgia. I'm, I will, I'll admit, mine's all nostalgia. So mine, mine is not partly nostalgia. Yes, but it's not fully nostalgia. If if you get into the 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 you deep you dive deep deep. I tell you what. Movie. Can I can I propose uh, another conversation? Yeah. The next time we do this, we go a little bit more in depth on the. Uh, all the movies because there's a lot more that can be said about other films like things we hated at one point that maybe we love now or things maybe we misinterpreted these are there's so many avenues to take and to say to go back to what jim said earlier about comparing just these two movies yes we have to compare these two because of the technical aspects and how movies are made but there's no possible way you can compare only two movies in a story this big no, they're yeah. all so so closely connected <clears throat> Well I, well, I think that's a great idea. So, I, but I think we should do one, uh, one movie per podcast. Like oh, we I start, love it. we start with Phantom Menace. But see, man, like I, I'm on the boat that I think we should add in Rogue One. And oh, I agree. You, if we're gonna do, if, a, we if we're gonna do Rogue one show one, per movie, then we could do that easy. That's awesome. Yeah, we can do that. But but let me but let me say this because we've only been doing the nine movies. If we added in Rogue One. Uh, my yes. list, uh, Rogue One and Solo, my list would be completely different because I yes, think Rogue Man. One surpasses like probably eight of those movies. Yeah, <laughs> so yes. Rogue One would be number two number on two my on list. My list, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, number exactly. Two. Number two. Ooh, I see mm -hmm. a good conversation coming. All right, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna plan in the future. We're gonna do one movie at a time. We're gonna start with Phantom, and we're gonna go through chronologically and end uh, at Rise of Skywalker. So uh, look for that in the future. Uh, we're the Eclectic Collective. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Micah. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Josh. I'm Jim. And Micah always seems to be the one to forget his name. We are the Eclectic Collective. See you guys. Hey, hey one more thing. What? One more thing. What? Uh, can I just say I'm very proud of us. No one no. died. No one drew blood. <laughs> well, this I, time. We I had yeah, it was just easier not to draw blood than to draw blood. Easy for All you. Right, we got to get out. We got to get out, folks. Y'all stay eclectic. See y'all.